Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defense's lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which, except for when we go on at five o'clock, uh, Joe McGuire and uh, King Zay hanging out with you. Uh, Jace sure. will not be here. Could see some other guests before the day is uh, before the day is over, but we'll see. Uh, we're going to start things off, Zay. There's a, a lot going on around the league. Uh, Josh Allen, six-year, $258 million contract extension. The question, of course, can the Bills win a Super Bowl? within the time of his contract. Clearly, they think this is the guy. They're going all in. Had a great year last year. Um, we were just talking about this on the on Keys to the City. Uh, you know, he really did only have one outstanding year. But uh, to me, and I think where the Cowboys went wrong with Zach is, you lock the guy up when you know he's the guy. And it's clear that's the case here. Com- completely agree. I think the most teams run into the issue where they end up giving the guy the money after he's already peaked. He's normally like performed to the money level and that's when he gets it. But I think in this instance, the Bills got ahead of it. They've given him enough money where it's early enough that they can still put talent around him. They can still have many, many years to compete in that division, which is going to be a tough division. So to make sure you locked up your franchise quarterback right now is completely important because as you move forward, it's just one big piece you don't have to worry about as you try to chase a title, especially in the AFC East. You're talking about the Patriots will be back soon. You're talking about a Miami team that's going to be up and coming. Great defense there. They have a great quarterback that could be one day one of the best to play the game. As we know, we've seen him in college do great things, so it may translate into that in the NFL. And then again, the Jets have you know some young talent. They have new coaches there. They have a new culture. So as for Bills, I think that's great. You want to do this. You want to get ahead of it early. You want to chase after it as many times as you can especially with Stefan Diggs being an older receiver and you want to, that's one of the guys, you know, it's one of your focal points on offense. You want to get him as many opportunities as you can. So I think this is a great move by the bills. And I think other teams should follow in suit. Also, I think it'll work out for other teams. Well, if they followed it. Well, that brings up the next question. What does that mean for some of these other guys? I think Lamar Jackson, especially, and I'll tell you, for me, the Ravens are, a gun-shy franchise because they're the ones who created what I call the Joe Flacco effect, where you you don't pay the guy until after he wins the Super Bowl, and now you're paying for what he did, not what he's going to do. And I don't like that, and I think that was a huge mistake. Trevor Keys from Keys to the City joins us. Uh, Zay, weigh in on Lamar and then Trav, hop in and uh, 
give us your thoughts because we actually talked about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Well, Lamar's got to be one of these guys who you think is going to be the next one in line to get one of these big $200 million contracts like everyone is beginning. You have to assume that with him being one of the top quarterbacks in the AFC, probably one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and most people are expecting him at some point to win a championship for that team. That's that's why they continue to gather as many pieces as they have. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's getting ugly, the culture, because as you see these numbers start to go up, you start to wonder, okay, so when is the ceiling going to hit for these numbers? Because it gets scary for a more frugal franchise like the Giants who have a Daniel Jones and the Giants aren't a franchise known to give big money contracts out to quarterbacks like that. They just don't do it. So you, we know, I mean, we give money, but not like I've never seen the Giants give $40 million to a quarterback. I've, I've personally never well, seen it. Well, Cause you're not, you never seen it before. You never see quarterbacks getting paid. I mean, you see an athlete athletes in general, you don't, you've never seen baseball players get fully guaranteed 300, 350, even $400 million contracts, basketball. Steph Curry just got his second. Second $200 million extension. Just think about that. Knowing what he also does with endorsements. It's just the way. And with Joe, we had this. Our, talk, we talked about it on Instagram even like last week. It's just the way the market is. It's just going to happen. It's just the money's just going to keep going. And we're all going to look at these deals. Like when we watch NBA free agency, guys that are like on the seventh or eighth man, not even the sixth man that are on the bench are getting paid like $15 million a year. Just like. It's just the way the market's going, and you're going to see ridiculous contracts like that. Josh Allen getting a big contract, but much deserving after a stellar season last year. He could have been the MVP if it wasn't for Rodgers. And then Lamar, he's going. I mean, he's on the verge of getting another. I mean, I should say big contract. His first big contract. It's just going to happen. But guys like Baker, who I'm a big fan of, I love Baker Mayfield. Daniel Jones, I wouldn't even put Daniel Jones in the discussion yet because that man actually has to perform to a level of. Not excellence, but something that we could say manageable to say, okay, I'm I'm happy with this guy. Where Buffalo Bills, maybe a year ago at this time, we're thinking that, but now they're like, we're happy we got our guy for the next six years. Baltimore's sitting pretty right now. They got a great quarterback. He's going to continue to get better. But guys like Daniel Jones and, and, and Baker, Baker's teetering on like, I want to see what Baker does this year with this team. But Daniel Jones, I wouldn't even put in the discussion yet. Lamar, he's well-deserving of this big money. It's just the way the market's going, guys. All right. All right. So this is a giant show. That's why Daniel Jones is on this list. So uh, <laughs> and no, 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 no. Fair, fair to say. So let me say this, because at going into this season, year three, uh, for all of these guys, they had, they're coming off a good year. I, th- I think in Lamar's case, he won the MVP. Uh, but they were all coming off great seasons mm-hmm. where, yeah, I mean, to, to me, this is a no-brainer giving Josh Allen the money. And the cool part is Pat Mahomes already set the market. No one's getting more than Mahomes. And Brady always falls in a weird spot. So there's a there's a cap there where you need to be, I feel like. And you'll see, you know, where, where everyone's going to settle into that. I think it's time for Cleveland to pay Baker Mayfield. I think you commit to the guy, you lock him in. And I think, and again, I mentioned off the top, I don't know if you caught it, Trev, but I still think the Ravens are a little gun-shy because Joe Flacco was there, the last guy they did this to, and it blew up in their face. This is a very different situation, though, than Joe Flacco, and I hope that they recognize that. Got one of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire league and a guy with a skill set that is a little different than than Pat Mahomes, and, and for that reason, I think is a, is a threat to beat him anytime he faces him. 
hasn't gone well so far, but I think that's probably coming. So Daniel Jones, man, if Daniel Jones doesn't throw for 30 touchdowns this year, I think the Giants are in big trouble. So I'd be satisfied if he just gave us like his rookie season stats. I mean, if you go back to what his stats were and he missed some games, it didn't have, I mean, touchdown interception ratio. I know he had a lot of turnovers with, with the fumbling, but 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. I mean, if he could get those numbers were like 25, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't expect Daniel Jones to be Patrick Mahomes or guys like that. I don't expect him to throw 30 to 35, maybe 40 touchdowns. I mean, maybe total touchdowns, yes, because of his running ability. But I don't expect him being a guy that's going to torch the league with his arm like Mahomes or Josh Allen right now. But I'd be happy with 25 touchdowns. I'd be, I'd be good with that. I think he should be in the 30 touchdown range. I think that's why you bring in guys like Galladay. You draft people like Kadarius Tony. You put these weapons around him for this. You bring back Saquon Barkley this year, who should, again, add a run game, shouldn't be all relying on Daniel Jones to take off pressure. He should be able to throw for 30 touchdowns easily. If he could throw 22 and not you know, miss games his first season, he should be able to throw 30 with weapons. Uh, an offensive line who's now, I guess, second year together. They're starting to come together, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. You hope you know that that's what he's going for. You hope that we're looking to pay Daniel Jones forty million dollars down the line because the the year we're, you're gonna have to pay somebody. You know you're gonna have to either pay Saquon Barkley or you're gonna have to hope that Daniel Jones becomes your guy for the future because that's really what it's gonna come down to this year. This is a big year for the Giants, pay year for Saquon Barkley especially. This it's is- just it's just unfortunate because it's kind of like the all positions where you see like receivers. One guy gets. I mean, a perfect example. Fred Warner just got paid big bucks well deserving was the highest paid linebacker a week later and a couple days ago Darius Leonard became the highest paid linebacker in NFL history it's just the way that's going to be it's always like that it's going to be for any position it it doesn't matter if it's a kicker or not a special teams guy it's just how it's going to be one guy gets paid more guess what I'm going to ask for a million more so I can be that guy it's just the way it's going to be like that yeah I, I mean that's exactly and Fred Warner, I think, was like um, like ninety four or ninety six million, something like that. Big, just got the big contract, and then Darius Leonard, who's an All Pro defensive player, one of the best players that's coming into the league, actually, well deserving. But look, I mean, that's how it's just going to be: more contracts, bigger contracts, and guys are just going to ask for more money. Just it's just <laughs> the way it's just the way sports is now in general. It's not just football; just the way sports is in general. It's just bananas to think that people used to have two jobs when they used to play football back in the days, and now you can feed generations. I'm waiting for refs <laughs> to get paid even more now. I'm waiting for one you know to what? get paid bigger, and another one gets paid even more. It's just it's crazy. In 1927, after he hit 60 home runs, Babe Ruth got a raise, and he was making more money than President Hoover. And the media said to Babe Ruth, they're like, you know, what do you think, man? Like, You're making more money than the president. The babe said, I had a better year. <laughs> so, I mean, right. You, you said it before, Trev. I mean, the market dictates what the market dictates. And, and again, no one's getting more than 45 million. We know that. Not no yet. one's getting more than Pat don't, Mahomes. Don't say you never. Don't say not you yet, never. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not yet. Let's just get there. You're you're gonna have to be really good to get more money than Pat Mahomes. And you and have Josh a really hard time. He went. Say he wins. A, just hypothetical. Say he gets to an AFC Championship this year. Then he wins a championship next year. They could be looking to re up his contract again and add more money onto that. So you just never know who's going to be taking in the most because we keep seeing 
players who are already in gigantic contracts now re-up well, on bigger good, contracts. The good thing is, is that the sport has a salary cap. So there's at some does point, it? I mean, does how it? much <laughs> does it? it? Yes. And it seems like only the Giants are ever affected by it, which is what kills me. No, it's every other team not named the Dallas Cowboys. I was going to say, I mean, the yeah, Cowboys, the I feel like Cowboys. for years, the 49ers used to sign everybody in the offseason. And I thought, where, how, what? How is this possible? So, I like it. Uh, interesting. Uh, we've seen some guys drop out. Zach Fulton, Joe Looney, Todd Davis all retired during training camp. Is Joe Judge too hard, too militant, or did we not want these guys because no. they couldn't cut it? No. Do you want to go, Zay, or do you want me to go? I mean, by all means, you're already going. You, uh, you I can mean, go. no. Guess what? You're already you going. Want... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. About that. You want to take a hike? Take a freaking hike. I don't really care. You want to complain? You want to be a baby? You want to complain? Oh, it's too hard. I don't really care. It's the way I'm glad. I and mean, we talked about this last week on the show with – when we talked about the brawl, and it's about time the Giants have been the Giants have been a punching bag for years now. They've been a laughing stock. They've been one of the worst teams, other than that one playoff appearance since their Super Bowl title. Look it up. They've actually had one of the worst records in football. They have not been a good franchise. They've been they've been laughed at. They've been kicked around. They've been beaten up. They haven't won a lot of games. Guess what? Finally, bring a guy in that's not going to take no crap. I don't really care if it's a military type thing. I don't care. And everybody wants to always say, oh, well, Bilicek. Well, guess what? Bilicek also won six championships with that philosophy. So it works somehow, right? Nick Saban, who's still dominating college football, still managing to win national championships. So guess what? It's working with that style. Why are college players succeeding when we got professional players, oh, because you're a professional, you think you could take it easy because I've earned it. No, you haven't earned it. You're coming on to a new team. You haven't earned squat. BS. I don't think Joe Judge is to blame at all. There's a reason why there's players on that team still that love Joe Judge, and there's a reason why people are retiring because they just don't have it cut out to make it in the league anymore. Let me just put two things out there. Number one, Sean Scanlon has joined us. Um Sean didn't get the memo that we changed the start time from 5.18 to 5 o'clock on the button. No, I'm just playing, Sean. Okay, at least he's not um, like 10 when he's 45 minutes late. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't write any of these questions. Jace, Jace put all this together. I just want to put that out there, too. Because I, to me, look, if you don't want to be there, and I, I didn't, I don't remember any of these guys signing, and I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be a difference maker. These were depth guys, and obviously they couldn't hack it. And I think you're right, Trev. I think it's time that, uh, you know, these guys learn a little discipline. And, and they came off the field after running uh, the 100-yard sprints, and they were, you know, they the lesson was learned and the message was taken. And I think that that's all you can ask for. And as long as this team, even after a brawl, is walking together offense and defense, like, you know, it's just some some internal stuff that happens – on hot days in the summertime when you're trying to play football. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Zay, I think, uh, you know, it, it is what it is with this. I, I'm not worried about Joe Judge. I think he's doing a fantastic job. It, it can't be Joe Judge when you have 101 other guys who are buying into his culture and just all for it. So it can't be Joe Judge. I think what this is is the culture of football in general. The players have become more prima donnas lately, even in the oh, last – even in their last bargaining agreement, they asked for less practices, and which is 
shown on the field because we've seen a lot of crappy play. We've seen a lot of terrible tackling. We've seen it. So we know that players don't want to practice. They really don't want to be out there. I mean, you, you only play two hours a day. The least you could do is go out there and run some sprints every now and then. So I don't think it's really being that hard on them. I think Joe Judge is treating them like a football team the way a football team normally is. You never had an issue with running sprints in high school. You never had an issue with it in college. Why should it be any different at the professional level? Because you're getting paid for it. It just makes no sense. It's still football. I think they need to grow up and just play football. Simple as that. Joe Judge is doing everything the Giants need. We need someone to be an alpha. Jared, did you see Jared's takes? I guess he wouldn't know because he's a Cowboy fan. They just hire freaking, you know, drug dealers and stuff like that. Well, I haven't won anything in 21 years. Keep back in take. Yeah, guess what? Give me another. Oh, this is the year J- Dallas is going to win. Yep, that's an awful take every year, buddy. It's every move year. On to, move on to something new, Cowboys fans, please, for God's sakes. No, I let them do that. Let them do that. Sean, go on. Uh, I mean, no, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's uh, JoJo just to blame for – I mean, these guys are all veterans who have been in the league for a while. Um, I mean, if they didn't – if they – didn't think it was going to work out for the Giants. They could have asked for a release or asked for a trade to another team. They didn't have to retire on the spot. So, I mean, I, I think these guys were just at the end of their career, and I, I think Joe Judge might have been the one that pushed them out. But, hey, I mean, if these guys aren't ready to be uh, working hard for a reserve spot in the NFL, then so be it. I mean, like Joe said, they were just going to be depth guys anyways. So, I, and you, you're going to have to buy into Joe Judge's program. He obviously has, you know, high character. He – holds these guys to a high standard. He's got a lot of discipline on his team. So, And all the other players have bought in. All the other players have spoke very highly of him, including Sterling Shepard, who is now the longest tenure giant, Logan Ryan, who's a leader on this defense. So, that's scary. Yeah, it is. Well, that's I, I mean, anyway, that's where the guys, Giants franchise has been. He's, he's, he's Shepard's been on the, in the team, I think, since 2016. He's the longest yeah. tenure giant. That speaks yeah. volumes to where the Giants franchise was. Exactly. And that's that's why Joe Judge has to come in and instill this toughness and this discipline into this team because they can't be a laughing stock of the NFL anymore. And I, I think that he he built the groundwork for it last year. I think we definitely took a step in the right direction and we have the right guys in this locker room. Obviously, you know, I don't care about Zach Fulton, Joe Looney and Todd Davis. It's not like they're going to be a huge contributor to this team anyways. Maybe backup linemen and Todd Davis, uh, maybe special teams at best. But I mean, I, I don't I don't blame Joe Judge at all. I, I love what he's doing. I love the, the toughness mentality that he brings back to New York. So uh, I, I don't think that he, he deserves any of the blame. I, I think that he's doing the right thing. And uh, I, I'm glad with the, the guys that we got in the locker room right now. Jared, I well, want to make, make a quick comment. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even read. I didn't even read. I what said, he no, saying. I said this to Joe last year about yeah, some sports hard. when Joe was talking ridiculous. So when I said, hey, Joe, stick to baseball. Jared, stick to uh, – Throwing jabs. Stick to boxing. Okay. Hilarious. There you go. Uh, so there is some good news. Saquon Barkley is expected to be removed from the pup list and he'll be able to practice this week. Um, will he be ready for week one? And and Trevor, we talked about this earlier, even more importantly, whether he's ready for week one or not, should the Giants give him 25 carries week one, no matter what the condition he's in? I mean, I think they got to handle this the right way. I mean, we know how important Saquon Barkley being on the field, the success of Saquon Barkley will be as long as the Giants will go this far this season. I mean, we've talked about it. We know how talented he is. We know how amazing he is when he's on the field. But he's coming off of a serious injury. I don't expect him – if he plays week one, I don't expect him to play a lot. I see him to get get some touches here and there. But I think they're really trying to play this as – 
as safe as they can because you also got to take in consideration for his sake contract-wise because he's coming up on a contract. And if Saquon Barkley goes down again, well, his tenure as a New York Giant, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, could be coming to an end. And that's how that's how close it could be. It could be average. It's still full of Phil Stadiums, Parcells. Parcells is the man. Couldn't win in Dallas, though. Only in New York, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's how I feel about Saquon. We know how great he is. But if he's not, I mean, if he's, if he goes down again, it's not even about just this year. It's about the future. And we talked about it with Daniel Jones. Yeah. I know Daniel Jones gets a lot of, a lot of backfire, as deserving so at times. But I'm sorry, Saquon. Saquon hasn't been on the field. He's played one full season. Say, you think um, you think Saquon's a bust. So, what's your thoughts on whether they should rush him back uh, or not? I, no, let's not just put words in my mouth. It's not. I think he's a bust. I'm going off of basically what I have. I have a guy like Trev said. He's played one year. He really hasn't given me much. And in the league, we've seen that running backs are very replaceable. You can get him almost at any number in the draft at, at this point. We've seen. Uh, the Browns go and grab Nick Chubb, who, I, again, I, I said I, w- I wish the Giants had got. But, again, these positions are just very, very replaceable, especially at the running back position, and it doesn't last that long for a running back. You maybe get about a good 10-year stretch. So if you're, what lucky. You get, if you're lucky, yeah. Even what well, Tiki Barber we had maybe for eight years, and he was probably our best running back we've had. So uh, our probably longest tenured running back. So they that career doesn't last long. So I think even if he – doesn't have a great even if he doesn't get hurt he has to have a great year or he could be looking elsewhere for a job because like i said they're very very replaceable at the running back position it's just it i mean obviously putting someone in isn't going to be as special as saquon barkley but you could definitely get someone who can do that position and be very serviceable at, and that's all you really need in this league at this point yeah it's not like a it's not like a quarterback running back sean you can find sean can you set him straight please we're talking about generational talent here yeah, I mean, I agree that the running back, it's definitely lost its value over the last couple of years. And that, I mean, there's there's definitely, like you said, replaceable guys that you can get, uh, you know, fourth, fifth round, maybe even drafted sometimes. But I mean, like Joe said, this he is a generational talent. I, he the one year that he did play his full season, he led the league in scrimmage yards, had 90 plus receptions. Uh, I mean, this he's a he's an extraordinary talent. And obviously, you know, the the injuries have been upsetting the last couple of years. Uh Coming off a torn ACL, I hope he can get back to uh, <laughs> to uh, where he, where he was. At. I'm sorry, uh, Jared Jones got me cracking up. But yeah, I, 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 I hope he can get answer that question too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. But uh, I mean, yeah, so I think Saquon will get back to that uh, to where he was his rookie year eventually, as long as he he can get back to full health. And when he is at full health, he's easily a top five, maybe even top three running back in this league. So I do agree that you know running backs are replaceable, but you. With guys like Saquon and, you know, not him, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, uh, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, I think there's a handful of guys that, you know, aren't really replaceable just because not just what they can do running the ball, but what they can do out of the backfield as well. And that Derrick Henry, you know, he's he's just a beast just running the ball. So he he's on his own level. But I, I think there is a handful of guys that still if they go down, there's it's hard to replace them. Like we saw last year, you know, Wayne Gallman came in and he, you know, he was decent. Alfred Morris was all right. But. If Saquon was in that offense last year, it would have been much better uh, than than obviously the product they put in the field. So I do agree that the running back has lost some value and that they are replaceable in some points. But I, I think Saquon is in that that uh, that rare 
<laughs> one is he's he's one of those rare talents uh, that you know there's four or five guys in the league that I I don't think are you know that easily replaceable and we saw it last year. We've seen it. When did we see? Absence is dumb. We haven't really seen his is it, what his impact could be. We we it, seen what glimpse of it. We haven't really seen what it could fully be. We also saw what it the, his absence meant to this team, and it's been well. That's it's just devastating. It, it's not just his absence. It's the fact that his absence and we didn't replace it with a running back at all. I think if you had replaced him with somebody who could, who's more capable than Wayne Gallman, you wouldn't even notice he was gone. I just got to Devontae Freeman, you're well. talking about a guy who, again, the Falcons let walk because he was done. Yeah, but you, you, don't, you can't a, bring you can get a backup running back. Well, I got a stat for you for Saquon. So you want you want to bring in these old guys. You want to bring in Alfred Morris, another has been who again who played right. well, but he's Wayne, never going to fill in for. Come on, bro, Alfred Morris is never going to fill in Hold for on. Saquon Barkley. I got some. Sta- I got some. It's, it's, it's never the same. It's never going to have the same impact. So this is what this is why you know you need Barkley too, because Daniel Jones actually excels when he has Barkley. I'll give you quick stats. So he's played with eleven games with Barkley. Just think about that. Eleven games. They've only played together. He's had twenty-three touchdowns. Nine picks and almost 270 yards. 15 games he's been out. Daniel Jones's numbers 12 touchdowns, 13 picks, and under 200 yards, 199 to be exact. So, not just does Barkley help the offense, he helps Daniel Jones in general. Because when you have a back, and Sean, you hit it on the nail. When you have a back like a McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook, I don't want to put Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry's an own, he's just nasty with just literally running the football. If he can ever, if they ever involve him in a pass game, boy, that's scary. But that's what a great running back could do for a quarterback. When you have a great talent like that, and that's why I think Pittsburgh. I think with Najee Harris, I think that could be another guy that can really help out Big Ben. You need a guy like that. It just it sees the numbers deteriorate. Daniel Jones, they drop significantly. I think you're forgetting he had he he had he also had a guy named Odell Beckham Jr. that year also. So that helps your numbers out tremendously. That also helps your numbers out tremendously. Daniel Jones never played with Odell. He's a bum, but who has he had since? Honestly. No, Daniel Jones never had Beckham. Never played with Odell. Yes, he did. There wasn't Eli there for the last year. Oh, yeah, right. right. Yeah, he left. Yeah, yeah, he left. They traded him a year before. You're correct. Yeah, I'm wrong. So, yeah. Gentlemen knew. All right. No line. Before we move on, uh, answer this question. Say this was directed at you. Um, looking Obviously, the Giants are going to have a better record. I, I, if the, they don't, if I mean, I mean, honestly, I can't even say that. I honestly can't I, even say I that. I thought the Jets were one in the AFC East, though. Yeah. I, that's what I said. Honestly, I don't know. I can't even say that. The Giants could come out and go zero and five the first three weeks, and I could be sitting here looking stupid. It's not like we haven't done it before. We were no, going to come out. Hey, you got put on the spot, so answer the damn question. Make it. I don't know. What's up, bro? As the Giants fan of me wants to say the Giants, but that's a toss-up. I've seen the Giants come out and go one in five, so I, I, I don't just know. saw the Jets go one in fifteen. <laughs> I mean, they I, suck. Again, you're talking about a new coach coming in. That's going to be a whole new culture. That's going to be a whole new thing over there. Elijah Moore has been looking great in practice. He's going to tear up the league. I'm telling you. What now. do you? He's I good. mean, let's be honest. What do you realistically think? The turnaround could be there. Let's say they win five more games, six more games this year. Honestly, I mean. The Jets, where, where are I they at? Them, I could see them winning eight or nine games. I could see them doing it. I really do. I really could see it. And it's not on. It's not on the, the quarterback. I think it's like I think Rob Salah is going to come in and bring a serious culture that they're going to get behind. And we've seen teams before rally behind culture and win more games unexpected. We've seen teams overachieve when they shouldn't, and it just happens in sports. Again, have those teams not- ever been the Jets? No. 
So new time in New York, though. Good things yeah, going man. on in New York. You know, hey, we're talking, hey, we're talking about the Knicks, the number seed, four seeds. We're talking about the, what Mets and Yankees will figure it out. Everything is going well in New York. Don't worry about it. Sean, it's not a bad take, but it, it's it's not as it's not as bad as last week's takes from Zay. We're not going to get into that because oh, again, yeah. me and Sean had that conversation. Okay, he agreed, but we'll we'll have that conversation. Garbage, after. garbage. He doesn't even want to bring it up. That's Come on, bro. Because you're taking it out of context of what I said, but we're not going to get Shawnee. into it. Again. Shawnee. Speaking Again. of the Jets, go Saturday night preseason game one. Uh, what do you need to see from the Giants to feel comfortable heading into this season? Uh, I think the I, the offensive line, I think, is the, the biggest thing. I, you know, we've been bringing it up pretty much all offseason, but that's if you want to point to one weakness in this team, it, it really is the offensive line. And it's it's just these guys, you know, most of them are so young and uh, most of them don't have a lot of experience. Andrew Thomas only has one year in the league. Matt Parrott didn't even play last year. Uh, Nick Gates, he's going to his second year playing center ever. So, I mean, this it's a young group. So obviously you want to see improvement there. I don't know how long they're going to be out on the field, especially for the first preseason game. They might only be out there for a quarter. <laughs> But uh, and, and the Jets, uh, they have they have a pretty good D line, you know, with a guy like Quinn Williams. They picked up Carl Law- Lawson in the offseason. So I think it will be a good challenge for them. Uh, first game of the preseason. So I want to see that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I want to see who our outside linebackers are. Um, obviously, you know, the pass rush, if, if there's any weakness on defense, I think it's we don't have that one, you know, bona fide star pass rusher. I think that Patrick Graham does a good job of getting it done by committee, you know, uh, getting a pass rush by committee because even last year their uh pass rush win win rate and their sack numbers were pretty good they're up near you know in the top half of the league for not having a a stud at, uh, edge rusher so i want to see you know who's out there starting i i saw the uh the projected depth chart today and it says lorenzo carter O'Shane Zimenez. so i want to see how they rotate that uh how much aziz ojalari plays uh, if they get Ogdenabo in there who they picked up in free agency so that's that's really the biggest question that I have on the defensive side of the ball. So how is Patrick Graham uh, going to do it uh, this year, generating pass rush, and uh, see who starts at the outside linebacker spots? Trevor, how about you? What what would you like to see from this team against the New York Jets on Saturday night? Showing it on the nail. I mean, look, this game is all about, and no matter what people want to say, no matter how great quarterbacks are, this game is all about who wins inside the trenches. And we saw that firsthand for anybody that wants to deny that and want to continue to rebuttal with that or go against that statement. Just go back to this past February and go watch the Super Bowl where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers embarrassed Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, the great Kansas City Chiefs and the great Patrick Mahomes. That's what I need to see from the Giants. I need to see the development of that offensive line, and we need to see – I'm not talking about the interior defensive line. I'm talking about the pass rushers. The Giants haven't had a pass rusher since Kiwanuka, Tuck, O.C., Estrahan. It's been a while to see an elite pass rusher. And I'll even put JPP. He was all right, but now he's he's taking his game to a whole other level since going to Tampa. But <laughs> so we, we haven't seen we haven't seen an elite pass rusher from this Giants team in that long. And it all and, and Sean, I, I'm not going to talk much longer just because you hit it perfectly. All about the development of the offensive line. Daniel Jones, I want to see how he progresses throughout this post, uh, not postseason, but this preseason, see if he could get any better. And the pass rusher. That's it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Zay, what would you like to see? Uh, oh, Jared, my name's Trevor. Yeah, I'm the guy. It's not Teddy. Get it right. Like I said, another one. Like, that's another like, one. 
Like I said, stick to throwing jabs. He can't tell you uh, Italian Americans <laughs> apart. It's it's. Sad. I got the beard. It's very Ted It's very simple. I got the beautiful tan, the beautiful hair, and Ted's got no beard. Florida living got him looking nice. No, <laughs> honestly, this game has lost a lot of smoke for me as a New Yorker. This used to be a big game for us. Game week three, preseason. This used to be the dress rehearsal. This used to be the game for New York, in our opinion, because no one cares about the Bills. Contrary to what. Jared believes in the comments or whoever else is in the comments talking about the Bills being New York's team. But honestly, I just want to see the offense get off to a start, some type of start. We've preseason games year after year. I've just watched the offense just sputter. They haven't done much. And then it translates to week one. And then we don't really do much offensively throughout the year. So I just want to see this offense get on track. I want to see a score, a couple of touchdowns and get off the field. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> you do look the same. Oh, all love, Jay. Uh, I'm with you, Zay. You know what? I would love to see Daniel Jones start this game Saturday night. Take these guys down the field. I want to see him. No, pick six no Daniel pick six. Jones. I want to see him take this. I want to see him score points. No, I don't want to see him go. You know, one for six on the opening drive, and that's it. And then he sits, and and it's like, oh boy. Um, and yeah, I mean, any sort of interception oh, uh, to me would be uh, uh, that's not the start you're looking for. Uh, Shawnee, who's someone that you've got your eye on in this game? I'm going to go with our first round pick, Kadarius Tony. Damn, um, damn, Sean. That's exactly. Taking all the trust picks here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're all watching him. Damn, Sean. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just want to see how he's utilized in this offense. Um, obviously, you know, he's he's listed as a receiver, but I, I think he can move around from the slot outside, you know, in the backfield, uh, you know, doing jet sweeps, things like that, uh, so it's quick screens. So I want to see how he's utilized in this offense. Obviously, like I said, the first preseason game, you're not going to see much of it, maybe two, maybe three drives just because he's a rookie. Uh, they'll give him some more time out there. But I, I want to see his role in this offense. I don't think we're going to get an exact, you know, uh, answer on that. But I, I just want to see how they use him uh, because he is he's a, he's a great talent. He's, you know, great uh, running after the catch. Uh, he's really strong for a receiver uh, and, he, and he's super explosive. So I think he's going to be a nice piece to this Giants offense this year. I think he's the X factor, really. I, I think that, you know, his success is not not going to bring it's not going to reflect how the Giants offense is. But I I think that he's going to be a big piece of it, uh, you know, in, in big moments. Uh, so. I want to see his role in this offense. I want to see how Jason Garrett utilizes him and uh, pretty much just see, you know, what his role is going to be. So I, I'm excited to see him, and I, I can't wait to uh, watch this Giants offense this year. And I think it, it, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Trevor, I hope you had a a, a B pick. And I you didn't. I'm, I was, still, I I'm trying to buy you a minute right now no, if you I, haven't I I fleshed out your thoughts. So go. No, Same I was going to just be like, hey, Zay, here you go, because Sean just took – no. All no, don't don't actually, throw it this fast. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Also, our second round pick from this year, Easy Illusion. Right? I think that was that was a guy that was supposed to be a first round talent, maybe top twenty pick for the Giants to get him in the second round. I believe it was fifty one, and they traded back or fifty. They traded back and still got the guy that many people said the Giants were trying to look at and draft, and they got him. I think that kid can be. I'm, I'm hoping he's not a, a Lorenzo Carter because I know Lorenzo Carter had a lot of potential coming out of college, too. He was great in college. But I think this kid could be different. He's lengthy. He's quick off the ball. And we just need to see some sort of positivity from the edge rushers. And and if I could see Eiji do that, that, do his thing, what he did in college, I think the Giants could be in really a good situation because this defense has been their strong suit. 
last year. And it, start, it started to get better, too, a couple of years ago. But now it's starting to be their focal points, their bread and butter with that defense. It's what it's the backbone of this team. And I think Easy Illusion can be a huge impact player. So I was going to say Tony because, obviously, he's the first-round pick. And with the way the NFL is going with speed and, and special teams, guys like Tyree Kill and players like that, we have a guy like Kadarius Tony who could be that type for us. So, but I went with the other guy, Easy Illusion Ray from the Georgia Bulldogs. Zay, if the question was who's someone you secretly have your eye on, I think the answer for you is Zach Wilson. But uh, if ah! we're picking a giant that you're interested in in this game, uh, who who might that be? Actually, uh, well, Sean and 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 uh, Trev really hit who you're probably going to be looking at the most because obviously they're high rookies. You know that that's what we want to see. We we draft them really high, but it's going to be actually the running backs. And as a group for me, that's going to be probably the most important position right now in preseason. Cause like you said, you don't know if you're going to get Saquon Barkley back. So whoever's going to be that guy day one, that's going to be the starter or going to be the long-term permanent backup for J- Saquon Barkley. That's going to be super important for that team going forward. Because like we've seen what happened last year, when you have Wayne Gallman or, or other guys who just Running back by committee, it just doesn't work. I'm Giants don't have cheerleaders. I was just gonna say we don't have cheerleaders. We're a horror organization. The greatest thing about the Dallas Cowboys, they got great cheerleaders. I will tell you, there is a a particular guy I I plan on keeping my eye on uh, uh, big time all through this preseason, and that's uh, Will Hernandez. You know, is this guy ever going to get back to what he was supposed to be, and it looked like he was going to be after his rookie year? Because I'll tell you what, boy, what a difference maker that guy could be for this whole entire offense yep. uh, if he can get himself back up to that he's level. He's lost so, weight, too. He's trimmed down. He looks good. He looks good. I mean, I'm I'm kind of hopeful for him. I feel like he's got to bounce back in him. I think Soldier's got to bounce back in him. I think Andrew Thomas is getting well, better. Let's be, let's be honest. All those guys that were named, even Andrew Thomas, they better have a bounce-back season because if they play poorly again, their asses will be finding another place to play. It's going to be hard for them to play worse. But didn't Hernandez injury? Andrew Thomas credit because he finished strong at the end of the season. I'll give him that. There was there was growth throughout that season. He started off really poorly, but he was he the worst of the four last year? Yes, of the top of the top ten um, tackles, he was the worst of the four. That's fine. But he grew he grew throughout that season. He got better and he went in the right direction. So that's a positivity to see. And I mean, he was he was the number four pick. We're hoping yeah. that he could be our future left tackle for the next he, 10 12 years. Yeah, he faced a tough schedule of edge rushers, too, right off the bat, too, starting with T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree in that first yeah. week. And then from there, it was, you know, it, it was it was pretty tough. But I, I do agree he looked better as the year went on. And uh, so I think him and Parrott could be – they could be the the young tackle duo going forward, and I, I hopefully they are. Uh, a quick round the horn, uh, who wins, and just give me a score. Uh, I don't think too much about it. It's preseason. I expect it to be low scoring. Sean, we'll start with you. I've – I mean, preseason game, I have no clue. I, I I think the depth in this Giants team is pretty good, so I'll give the Giants the win. I say they win uh, 24 to twenty four to 18 feels right. Giants Trevor. on top. I like it. Trev? I mean, I'll stick with the Giants. I'm not going to be like, oh, I expect them to win every preseason game. Not every regular season game, but I'll pick the Giants to win. I'm not like Jason, pick them every week. But I'll pick them to win, and I'll go, I'll go like 20 to 13. Zay, Jets. I got him tied. It's New York. Uh, there's no salt in this game. It's not like the, it's not the third yeah. game. It's no salt here. 
I could see them walking off the field 2020 after an overtime and just walking. I could see it happening that way. 2020, you, both teams not scoring that much. You're like Steve That's how much this guy doesn't want to pick against you're, his you're, secret you're, crush. You Steve Risser like in the Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> you just love uh, your dicks, bro. Look, you, when you, you live in New York, it's hard to pick. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. pick over the head. Giants, you but when you're on a Giants game. podcast, that should that should lessen the load. You know, lessen the load off your mind. I will give you hilarious. I will give you my prediction: twelve to nine Giants. Um, I don't think there. It's going to be nothing great. I think there's going to be some moving of the football, but I don't think there's going to be a whole much more than that. So anyway, one drive from the starters, everyone back up. Oh yeah, three. There's no salt. Twenty twenty tie. Although, <laughs> can everyone see a scenario where Mike Lennon throws four scores in the second half? I mean, how I cool just, would that be? I was just gonna say, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have your eye on Mike Lennon, Joe. That, that would have been an obvious pick. <laughs> I thought that was the guy you were gonna eye for the preseason this year. You and real quick, not for nothing. Earlier today on Keys to the City, uh, you know, uh, we we addressed this. The idea looked at the Jets. And and really, I don't think Jacksonville. There's a few teams that don't really have a backup quarterback. And I think for the Giants, you know, I know he's not a good quarterback, but Mike Lennon has been a starter in the NFL. Sadly, and and again, let's assume that Daniel gets hurt at some point this season. Mike Lennon's going to have to start a game or two. I, I hate Colt McCoy. I know Colt McCoy. I couldn't think of a worse guy in the league. What is the biggest game? But they could have had Cam. That's the issue. They could have had Cam last year. Nobody wanted him. Again, my thought is I want, you know, look at the Jets right now. If, God forbid, anything happens to Zach Wilson, who's the backup? Who's starting games in New York? Let me go look at their backup. Right? That is a very good question, actually. It's it's not good. There's no veteran there. And, I mean, if you're the Jets, dude, you could – if let's say Wilson goes down in this game, you're going 0-16. What, you gotta hope like oh, Chicago. 17. That's right. There's the boot. I forgot about that. You, you better hope like Chicago. You got a good quarterback. Oh, their backup is Mike White. Who? Okay. I think Mike I've made White. my point. Mike White, James old, uh, Morgan. Mikey White, you don't know. James Morgan. Four, they're fortunate. Bro, do you see his picture Johnson. on Instagram? Oh, he doesn't have football pads on. Sean. He doesn't even have football. His, 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 his picture on Google, his, his roster picture doesn't even have football pads on. It's the backup quarterback? Sean, would you rather have uh, what? Who, who was his name? Mike White, or Mike White, would you James, rather? They got Mike White, James Morgan, and former uh, played actually their four stringer is Josh Johnson, who was a former. He played in this league. He's Giant star legend. James, so that's right. Maybe that. Who would you rather have? Guy. Any of those guys or Mike Lennon? Honestly, no, I would take Josh. No, Johnson. I, I'm taking Mike White all day, every day of the week. That's. <laughs> I don't talk even about a, talk about a, one of the most underrated backup QBs in the league. No, maybe I don't know. Little, who the hell maybe that a little is. James uh, Morgan on the side. I, I'm just saying. Look, I, I don't expect anything from Mike Lennon. I just think uh, you want to have a guy who started in the NFL to back up your quarterback because it's going to happen. Um, you want Chicago situation? Everyone's mad at Chicago for picking up. Uh, uh, oh, absolutely. But but apparently, from what you're hearing, their their quarterback is the the young rookie quarterback is looking like he's going to be the starter, and they're going to have a good backup situation. So that's, they have a, they have a riches of backup quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. So <laughs> if if the Bears have anything, they got a couple backup quarterbacks. So no, well, all right, they here they got a good starter, bro. The rookie yeah, looking good. I like to say we didn't say anything too stupid this week. That feels pretty good, huh? 
It's an accomplishment. <laughs> oh, wait, it's over? Wait, I'm waiting for Zay to say something stupid. Say, say something stupid. No, he got through 44 minutes of this. Let's quit while we're ahead. No, I want Make sure you visit us. Clovercrestmedia.com. Joe, like, Joe, it's like keys to the city. You get one more thing, Zay gets his one more stupid thing. <laughs> Visit Clovercrestmedia.com backslash jawing about the G-Men. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and on Twitter. And make sure you download the audio podcast for your listening enjoyment. For Trevor Keys from Keys to the City, King Zay, Sean Scanlon, I am Joe McGuire. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of John about the G-Man. He said, Mike, no, he didn't go to Alabama. He went to Western Kentucky, my boy. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, well, Jared, G, Jared doesn't even know what he's talking about. He went to Western Kentucky. He's, he's talking about Alabama in the group chat. <laughs>